Um, we just turned the calendar year in the church. Um, we're in year A of the lectionary, if you care. A is the year of Matthew. So we get a lot of Matthew in the year to come, which is great. It's good stuff. Um, Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you only got one word to sum up the Christian story, I think you'd end up going with Emmanuel. There are some other good options, but Emmanuel is kind of cheating because in Hebrew it really means Uh, With us is God. God is with us. But how is God with us? And when is God with us? And why is God with us? No word sums up the story of Christianity better. God tells Joseph that God is with him and that the child being born to Mary was to be named God with us, Emmanuel. Um, I don't want to project onto Joseph but I wonder if there was a moment um, after he's receiving this dream, this, this confirmation, Joseph, I'm with you, and I'm with the whole world. Um, Mary, Mary is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I'm with you. I wonder if there's a moment where Joseph says, that's great. Um, could, you, is, could you be with someone else? Um, <laughs> you know, Obviously, most people <laughs> would have certainly, you know, this would have been embarrassment for Joseph, shame on his head. For Mary, um, for Mary, God with us, before it was a lovely theological idea, um, was an unplanned pregnancy that probably almost got her killed. An unmarried teenager, um, pregnant before she was married, The law of Deuteronomy would have required stoning. And even if she was able to convince Joseph to dismiss her quietly, even if she was able to get herself out of the stoning of the law, childbirth, um, mortality rates didn't give her great odds. God with us was learning to breastfeed and exhaustion at 3 a.m., disruption and embarrassment. God with us before it was a beautiful sentiment threatened Mary's life. God with us is the promise of Christmas. But as I was thinking, in scripture and in my own life, the stories of how God has been with us 
um, are always the stories that walk hand in hand with the stories when it is most difficult to believe that God is with us. The stories of how God has been with us are the stories of disappointment and confusion and pain. God with us is the promise of Christmas, and it's the story of the Christian faith, but God with us can often feel like wishful thinking or an empty promise. I'm going to bring my mom up here for in a second. Um, when I was 11, my family decided to move to Haiti. Um, my sister, who's, who's here, is 14 years older than me, and uh, my brother's 12 years older, so it was just me and my parents. I was 11, and um, so we got out a, a camcorder the size of a loaf of bread, and um, we made a video of me teaching my parents Creole, and we sent that. I don't even know how we sent it around. Like, how did you send around? I don't even remember how we did that. We sent the video around to friends and churches to raise support um, because we were going to move to Haiti to be full-time missionaries. And less than a year later, we were living in a friend's house in Kalamazoo. The truth about God with us um, is that sometimes we don't believe it anymore. Uh, sometimes it is impossible to understand how God could be with us because the situation is so obviously unjust or painful or not right. Sometimes God being with us is inconvenient, like it was for Joseph and Mary, threatening. Um, so I asked my mom, who currently um, does chaplain work at Holland Hospital and has served in churches in a variety of different um, roles, to share a little bit more about that move to Haiti and God um, being with us or not being with us or us not being with God or however that was. Um, so come on up. So as Caleb was just speaking, another memory popped in before I get to the Haiti story. And that was just about a month ago. I woke up at 5.38 in the morning with this very... I know there was, you'd call it a dream or God speaking to me or however you want to say it, but it was God saying, Lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. And it was 5.38 in the morning. And so the next day, I sent texts to all my kids saying, Everybody okay? Are you all right? Because that very thought that when God says to us, Lo, I am with you always, it's often because there's something coming. Or you're in the middle of something and you can't find God. Or you're just really scared. And so it was like, okay, I got to check. Everybody's all right, okay? And they're all like, yeah. And then, Caleb says to me, so you get this really assuring message in the middle of the night. Lo, I am with you always. And you get scared. Hmm, interesting, interesting. So in 2000, we were confident that God was calling us to Haiti. Um, and we went down in January of 2001 Caleb celebrated his 12th birthday in that first month that we were there. And um, we had made a commitment. We were going to go down for three years and then see what, you know, God had after that. And I should have been 
a little more uh, discerning when a young uh, Haitian teenager came up to me and went, Aridas! Aridas! I'm thinking he's speaking Creole. He's going, no, you have Adidas. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Adidas. And then he's like, when you go home, you give to me. And I said, I'm not going home. We're not going, you know, many groups came in. People stay for a week, then they go back, whatever. And I was trying to, con- you know, convey to him that, no, I'm not going home in a week. I said, three years. And he goes, when you go home, you give to me. And I think he knew that we might think it was going to be three years, but he had not seen that happen before. And so within a couple of months, we realized that there was a great disconnect between the organization that we were serving with and our philosophy of ministry and missions And so we're like, how could we get this so wrong? How, you know, we were excited, we were convinced, we were called, we went, we were done. What? So we were there for about eight months total. And a lot of it was really difficult. We made some wonderful connections with beautiful Haitian people. Um, We enjoyed that aspect of ministry. We we relished it. Um, It was so fun to watch Caleb with uh, his friends, his new friends in Haiti, and Pascal, who became our Haitian son, and they were the same age, and now when we go back, we still are very connected to Pascal. But at the time, it was just like, God, what is this all about? Why? And it took a while for us to heal from that. It took us about 13 years to heal from that. And then Al went to Uganda, and Al read a book by um, Bob Goff, Love Does, and he came to me one day and said, God's calling us back to Haiti. We had no idea what that would look like, what that meant. And within a month of him saying that, I think, our friend Tcom, who I'd kept contact with over the years, called and said, "You've got to come back to Haiti. You have to start a mission in Haiti." And we said, "No, no, 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 no. One thing, we were there, and we learned some things, and we learned that as Americans, we were not going to come down and start a white run mission in Haiti." And we said to her, TCOM, you are perfectly capable and equipped to start a mission in Haiti. And we will support you and we will raise funds, but it will be your mission. And she was on it. That was not a surprise to her. She was ready. And um, 
And so we went down and we met with some students. Her heart was broken for the, especially the students who had gotten through like nine years of school, 10 years of school, and then they had no way to finish. They had lost support from another mission or they had parents that died or who knows in Haiti. But now they could not go to school. And um, so she picked 40 students and this was going to be the beginning And it was the beginning. And then God said, Hmm, your plans are not my plans. And you don't quite have a God-sized dream yet. Because you think you can do 40 students. You can figure out how to fund it for 40 students. But there's so many more kids that need help. There's so many more ways that uh, missions that are led by beautiful Haitian people need to be supported. And so uh, the next year it was 100 students. And now we're up to over 180 students. And, and that's good. But at the same time, and we're also um, supporting some teachers uh, through an organization called... Um, Mission Love Haiti, which is Haitian-run. So we've been called to do this stuff. But I, I can't help but struggle with, Lord, how can this be okay? Where are you, God, in Haiti? Why so much poverty and suffering and struggle? We had Pastor Antoine uh, come. He's the head of Love Haiti. He came last October, and we went to some churches and were raising some funds. And I said to him at one point uh, in kind of a Q&A session, I said, Pastor Antoine, could you tell the people why it's important for them to come to Haiti and meet, meet you, meet our friends in Haiti? And he said, when you live in a place like Haiti, you feel like you are living in hell already. Hell is not some place you fear you might go when you die. But if you cannot feed your family, if you cannot send your children to school, you feel like you're in hell. You feel like Emmanuel is not with you. He didn't say that, but that's what he was communicating. You can't find God. He said, and when you come down and when you help us, then we can see that if you love us, God loves us. And we can believe that God is with us, that God loves us. I didn't know he was going to say that. I thought he was going to say, oh, come down and meet The people, they're wonderful, you'll like them, you'll get invested in them. But no, he said, when you come down, we know that God is with us. Emmanuel is here. 
You know, Joseph, Joseph had a plan. He was going to marry Mary and be a carpenter. And he had a plan. And God just kind of blew it out of the water. And I um, said, oh, that's not a God-sized plan. That's your plan. I got more. I've lost my train of thought, and I'm struggling to find it back again. It had to do with Joseph. Oh, one of the things I wonder about is the the longer story of Joseph. We get this, boom, it's done. What happened? How long did Joseph live? Joseph gets this word from God that this child is Emmanuel, God with us. How did Joseph experience that? What does he get to see? Could he tell that this was Emmanuel, God with us, when this kid was seven or ten or eighteen or how long? But Joseph didn't get to see the whole story. Tradition tells us that Mary was alone when Jesus was an adult. And sometimes I think it's like that for us as well. We don't get to see the whole story. We don't get to see the end results of a lot of things that God calls us into. The things where God says, I am with you in this. You don't know what the repercussions are going to be down the road. You don't know what it's going to look like in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. And you're living through some tough times now. But I am with you in this. And I know. I know the end of the story. And I am here at the beginning. And I'm here at the middle. And I'm here at the end. We didn't know when we went home in 2001 that it wasn't the end of the story. God had more. We don't know what the end of the story is now when we, when we are disheartened by the poverty and the political malfunction of Haiti right now. And we see our friends struggling for food. But God knows the end of the story. And we just need to be faithful to live into it, where we are, when we are, with what God provides. And that's what Joseph had to do. Okay. The other thing is Joseph needed that angel. He couldn't have done it without that message, without that angel telling him this is real, this is what needs to happen. 
Mary needed the angel. Mary needed Zechariah and Elizabeth to walk alongside of her in her early pregnancy and tell her, this is okay. This is for real. This is really God. It's okay. It's going to be hard. But you can do this. We need people to walk alongside us when we're in those hard places and we need to know, yes, God has called me to this. God is living in and through me right now, even though it doesn't feel like it. God is there for us, and he's sometimes there for us with skin on so that we've got somebody to hang on to. Our patient friends need us to come down so they know that God loves them. Where do we need to go? Who do we need to hang on to so that we know God loves us or so that somebody else knows that God loves them? Enough. I remember in the moment, um, you know, I was 12. I didn't know what was going on while we were moving back. Um, asking my mom, you know, what, kind of what was going on. And I remember a moment where she was kind of at a loss for words. And she said to me, I think maybe the only reason we ever moved down here was just for you. And um, I, the, the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the end result is that um, when I was in college, I chose to study abroad in Uganda because I wanted to study uh, in a developing country, in a developing world. Um, and that led to Sonia and I sort of um, beginning our organization, Beautiful Response, and then 13 years to the very day that we left Haiti, September 10, 2014, um, I was on a flight back to Haiti um, to start, you know, to help start up this um, scholarship program that TCOM was beginning. Um, and then, yeah, on Wednesday of this week, we sent like $20,000 down for scholarships. So um, it's been cool how even this week this story has, has continued. And I thought about it, though, as a moment when it felt really difficult to believe that God was with us, which um, here in chapter 1, Matthew sets the stage for the rest of his gospel, the rest of the stories that he will tell, will be stories of, 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 of Jesus being very God with us. Um, theologian Serene Jones, um, little, a wonderful theologian, has made the point that churches often think that their message um, to the world is something about a day of reckoning coming. Something is coming. Um, God is not primarily with us, goddess is above us or beyond us or in front of us or over us. And one day a day of reckoning is coming, so you'd better watch out. And um, at Christmas we celebrate that the day of reckoning has already come. That God came to us, and when God came, God's name was not against us. God's name was with us. And Mary wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for the inn. When God showed up, he took the lumpy mattress, the drafty room, the day of God's reckoning comes to us as Christmas. A glorious day, but never in the ways we might expect. It is not magisterial or spiritual or what any of us would want. It's also the end of a year, and so I'm looking back on this year. And as you look back on this year, consider the ways, the mundane and normal ways that God has been with you. Think about the ways God might have been with you in disruption, Ways God might still be walking with you in the midst of circumstances that don't seem to have any eternal fingerprints on them. 
And consider how you might be Emmanuel to someone in the year to come. God is with us. This is the message that the church, that you carry into the broken and hurting world. Not that a day of reckoning is coming, but that it has already come. And that God is with us. That doesn't make stuff easy. But it is good news of great joy for all people. Uh, Before we sing this final hymn, let's pray. God, thank you that you are the eternal Emmanuel. You are with us. Uh, You have been with us. And this year you will be with us in the year to come. That nothing will separate us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.